Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good um, first thing on the agenda, for those of you who have gotten your books, congratulations. For those of you who have not gotten books, as far as you know, you did purchase one, shame on you. Uh, well, the reason I say that is because we all want books, we all want to be authors, but we don't know how to write, so... Antonio still has titles available. Then you know someone. They don't even have to be you. You know someone who wants a book. Just be like, hey, give me a hundred dollars, I'll get you a book. Like I got you covered. Just you, you, you want a book? You want to be an author? Okay, give me a hundred dollars. I get you a book. But seriously, um, if you if if you know someone who is looking to purchase book, then Tony still has a huge library. So and he's always I'm not I'm not well at this point his career he's not really 
writing any more books like that. So, if you know anybody, or even if you want one or another one, uh, reach out to Grace. Let Grace know. And we will get that taken care of for you. Next thing on the agenda. If you were not in class yesterday morning, you're probably going to think about keeping like your writers from class yesterday. It was, it was absolutely awesome. Therefore, thank you, Grace. Make sure you join us for the Exploring Alignment Conference, August 17th from 8 a.m. to 3.15 p.m. Now, tickets are $49. Get them now because the day of, it goes up. And there's some extra goodies that come along with the conference that you will receive three days prior to the conference date. So on um, so the 14th of August, <laughs> you will receive an email with uh, how you can access the conference and, you know, an extra goodie or two. If you are not going to be able to make the conference, still get your ticket anyway at the 49 because on the 17th, it goes up to 97. We don't want this. Like, why pay extra when you just got all the goodies now? Like, I've done that before. I'm so mad at myself. They're like, yeah, you know, join the conference now. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and get this extra stuff for this, this, this. Because come this date, it's going to go up. And I'm like, um, I'll get it before it is. Day of the conference comes, I don't have it. And so, hey, dang it. You're not going to introduce all this extra good that they didn't talk about prior to. Because I didn't invest in myself. But since I didn't invest in myself, they was like, well, since you're not going to invest in yourself, I'm going to tell you what you're going to get. And after that, she's like, man, I can always access all the extra stuff. So make sure you purchase your tickets for the Exploring Alignment Conference. Between now and now. <laughs> Uncle Robbie Rocott. <laughs> Get your tickets between now and okay. Not now, but right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, what, one more thing. Uh, uh, one more thing. Uh, go ahead and come on and get these ATS leads. You know you want them. You know you need them. Come on. Stop playing. Okay. You know you need these ATS leads. Okay. Listen, 10,000 highly customizable leads specifically for your business, for your business. Every month, you're getting 10,000 fresh new leads every single month for $49 a month. Come on, y'all. And when you get your leads, you're grandfathered into rhino legs. So, hey, come on and get these leads so you can be, for A, leads equal money. And then you're also grandfathered into rhino legs, okay? Jerome is ready, okay? Jerome is ready for this conference and he's ready for rhino leg, okay? With these ATS leads. Y'all better get like Jerome, okay? <laughs> okay, Renee, Renee is ready too with these ATS oh, yeah. leads. So she's ready for rhino leg. Let me tell y'all something. I broke the I broke the system twice. Generate leads. <laughs> it was a whole day. I could do nothing. 
I was like, hey. And I reached out to them. I, I reached out to the attorney. was like, hey, we stuck out right now. We got about 24 hours. We can't do nothing. It's like, but I'm going to keep checking. 24 hours. I was out of there. I, 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 I broke the system. I'm going to go with so many people. What, 10,000? I mean, yeah, 10,000. I, I thought I said 10,000. I broke the system. I broke the system. So that put, I got what, three, four more people? Yeah, four more people for this week. No. Yeah. So some. So uh, so a lot of people will be getting more leads. Ramadan. I think including for the month of August. So May, you'll be getting more. You'll be getting more. Grace. I mean, not Grace. Diana. Yes, sir. Do you have your noise reduction on your headphones? We're getting a lot of background noise. Gotcha. No At least worries. I am. I'm getting a lot of background noise. I'll swap them out. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Why is she swapping? I'll reiterate y'all. Come on. Okay. Don't wait. Stop waiting. You know, you, uh, you're telling yourself right now, you're here, I need to go get this ticket to this conference. Go and do it now. Okay. Because life is going to happen. Okay. Life I got mine. I got Okay, then Trinace. Trinace is ready for this conference, okay? <laughs> and I have already taken the day off. Adios. <laughs> oh, Trinace. <laughs> I, I, I went and, and got and got Jay a ticket. Oh. I went and got and went and got, and got Jay a ticket. I'm, I, I don't have a ticket, but I got Jay one because, I, I, yeah, here we go. He says put Tom for the house, so I got, he got his. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> That's it. Okay, take care of the head of the house. I know the rest of the house. <laughs> there you go. All right, D. How's the sound sounding? Always oh, good. Just got to hear y'all. All right. So again, just to reiterate. There we go. Just to reiterate to everyone. If you want to be an author, but you don't have the time or the energy nor the brains, and this is no diss to nobody, but I wanted to write books for years and I just, I'm not a structured person. Don't ask me to structure nothing for you. If it's not already a foundation, I can't help you. If you got a foundation, I can ask you to it. But to structure something, you know, so if you are, if you want, if you want a book, if you want to be an author, you don't know how to structure it, you don't know what to talk about, you have an idea of what you want to talk about, but you don't know how to do it, Tonyo still has a list of items. So reach out to Grace. If you know someone who they keep saying, man, I want to be an author, man, I want to write a book, but I don't know how to do it, be like, oh, I got you. You got a you got hundred you got hundred bucks. I got you. I can get you a book. I mean, you know, do your own little side hustle. You like you got one fifty. I got. I can get you a book. You know, be fifty for yourself as your referral. <laughs> Don't reach out to Grace and be like Grace. I got somebody who need a book. <laughs> but having having a book, okay. 
having a book is it's not just being it's not just about being the author. When you have a book, people view you as the what's the word I'm looking for? It's not used to say it all the leader in that in that niche or the leader in that area. So you and and you can go on interviews discussing your book. You can do keynotes discussing your book. What are the titles there? Uh, Grace, do you have a list of titles there? Did he give you a list of titles there? Um, yeah, no, he doesn't he doesn't give titles of the book, but he has categories. There's That's self there's self-help, there's uh Christianity, there's black empowerment. That's what um, I actually meant because I'm okay. considering buying a book or two for my children. Okay. So yes, ma'am. Self-help, black empowerment. Christianity, finance, and shucks, there's one more. Hold on. What is it? Because I said self-help already. I'm going to get that fifth one to you. I'll put them in the chat. Oh, go ahead, D. Okay, let me my phone so I can read. When I get it, I'll come back. <laughs> So tuck away. Her and Miss Sandra, they just they they be they be hiding behind stuff. She be having her phone tucked inside her little deaf area. <laughs> All right. So for those of you just joining us, if you are, if you want to be an author, if you want a book, but you just you don't have the time to write it, you don't know how to structure it, you want to write it but don't know exactly what to say Antonio still has categories available for you Grace is going to put the categories in the uh, chat for you if you would like to purchase a, a book reach out to Grace if you know someone who wants to be an author and have a book but they they don't they're in the same category as you they don't have the time to write it they don't know how to write it they don't know how to structure it help them out like hey if you give me hundred dollars i'll get you tell me what category you want your book to be i get your book hundred dollars the last one is business business okay there we go so the categories for the books are self-help christianity business black empowerment and And then that leads me to exploring alignment. See, when you are in alignment, you understand, hey, let me go and get a book and put it out there. Because when people Google you, those books are going to come up. I've, y'all, I've Googled myself. Oh, my, I'm Googleable. Google me. Oh, let me stop. Okay. <laughs> But no, and your books come up. Your books come up. So do that and become a leader in your niche. Like when people, when you, for some for some reason, when you write a book and people look you up and you have a book written published, people are more drawn to you. You build your, you can build your audience faster, stronger, because they look at you and you're like, okay, you got a book in it. So you're the leader in this. So let me just come to you first. And then that leads you to explain alignment. When you're in alignment with your purpose, you will understand that, oh, I can't write it, but I know where I can get one 
that's still in my words, in my voice. I just didn't have to do it. You start thinking like other people. You, Renee is a ghostwriter, so she understands what I'm talking about. She's like, hey, I ain't got time to do this. Can you do it for me? Hey, I need some vlogs. Renee, how much do you charge for a vlog? You know, you know. There you go. Renee, Renee got y'all. Y'all need the blog, Renee got y'all. But in a point alignment, it helps you further get to the point where you are in life where you are creating your reality and not just living in the creation, living in somebody else's creation. And when I say living in somebody else's creation, I'm talking about living in the, living in the life your parents created for you, your friends created for you, your environment created for you. When you are in full alignment with yourself, you begin to create the life you want. I have watched Antonio do this. From watching him on Facebook, just following how he has progressed. And he's created his reality every step of the way. And then when he got to a point where he's like, okay, I'm stop, I'm I'm no longer creating a reality where I'm taking care of everybody. I'm now creating a reality where I'm taking care of me. And my overflow takes care of everyone else around me. And that is how he is creating. And I'm watching it unfold. When you are in alignment, the world moves. So the universe makes a way for you. But there's also a factor of inconsistency. Inconsistency is a part of life. Antonio tells us all the time. The moment you make a decision, you automatically create the opposite. Contrast has to But instead of us, you're welcome. Instead of us getting stuck and living in the contrast, you need to start focusing on the same focus. So today I want to talk to everyone about embracing the unpredictable. How many of you? In some sort of form of fashion, something unpredictable has happened to you in your entire life. I'm the only one who's had unpredictability. So if I can't predict, that's what happened. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you at first. That's why I was like, wait. Oh, sorry. But yeah, you good. I hear you. <laughs> that's me too. Like you have unpredictable births. Unpredictable death, unpredictable events like the car is not starting, or lights getting turned off, or cars getting stolen. Those are unpredictable things. But your spiritual path, on your spiritual path, you are encouraged to surrender. To the unpredictability of life. If one car stops, maybe it's because you need a new one. Or maybe it's because that car no longer serves you because of the vibration you were in when you purchased it. And now that you are in a different vibration that requires for a different reason, these things do happen. 
there are things that I had prior to, like things within like the last two years. I've broken much. I'm sitting here like, for real? But in the vibration in which I purchased these items in, they broke because I was no longer in that vibration. I had a whole vacation planned one year. But because I was out of that vibration, everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. Somebody who somebody who stayed prior to me going had COVID, so they couldn't they couldn't rent out the house to me. There were no other hotels available in the city. Really? The whole city and you have no availability? Well, within my price range, let me rephrase, within my price range. Because, you know, I wasn't trying to pay $200 a night. We ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm trying to pay $200 a night, okay? <laughs> like, everything. So, but that was, um, that was, um, that was unpredictability. I wasn't able to predict that. Do you all think I predicted the birth of my child? No. He was a wow. Something's wrong with me. Why am I still so hungry? I just ate like two minutes ago. It was a lot going on in the bag. It was a lot. Like in one day, I ate like five different meals back to back to back when I'm still hungry. So much so, I almost started crying. And my brother laughed. He was like, Are you crazy? And I was like, No. <laughs> That was unpredictable. That was not that was not planned. He, he's not an accident. He's not a okay. <laughs> but that me accepting and embracing that. And then us accepting and embracing the inconsistent nature of just existing period. You create a sense of openness and trust in the greater forces in the universe in God. Let's think about it. Exodus 1414, because life is so freaking unpredictable. If I just let God fight my battles, which is cultivating a sense of openness and trust in God and in the universe, and I just sit down, shut up, and just do my work. So when I'm called, I'm ready. Then anything is possible. I have learned that the inconsistencies in life. It really is all about how you perceive them. It really is. You can take it and be open and learn from it, or you can take it, not be open. You feel like you're being attacked all the time, and now you're you're just living victim every single day of your life. Victims don't really get far. But the ones that are open and understanding it and knowing that every time something hits me, what lesson do I need to learn from it? Learn it and move on. If they grow, they prosper. So today I want to ask everyone this question for How can we develop trust? and surrender to the unpredictability of it. 
Like there's different ways to do it, but I, I want to, because I have seven different ways that I, I will give to you guys. But I want to ask you first, how, how have you developed a trust in your faith, your God, and, surrender, and have surrendered to the inconsistencies or the unpredictability of life? Okay. I had to hit a question like two, three times so I could think. Um, <laughs> the 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 second part was if you surrender to the unpredictability, because Antonio keep talking about it. We've all prayed for something, but it didn't happen and come in the way that we prayed for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you prayed to get a house, it didn't come the way you wanted it to, but the house came. Okay. So it's going to be unpredictable, but you have to trust that it, you trust that the house is coming. Um, yesterday, I was talking to Antonio. He was he was he called me to give feedback on yesterday's call, and I was telling him, "Man, that was you broke it down really good because all this time, you know, we've been taught, hey, pray, yeah, pray, pray for what you want, but yes, pray that one time, and then." know that it's coming so because you know it's coming just go in and praise praise your way through it okay praise you know praise because it's, it's coming you know what you pray for is coming i say you just broke that down he was like he said yeah um your your hair your hair grows does it it's like yeah and you know it's growing right yeah but you really can't see that it's growing every day no he said the punchline was he said i don't know why we trust our hair what do we trust god i said wait a minute sir Okay, bro, bro. <laughs> okay, Renee. Okay, Diana. <laughs> that was the face. <laughs> so you show right, sir. You show right. <laughs> so, okay, when the unpredictable things of life happen, you know, you know that, <laughs> please, okay? Okay, I want to call him another name, but we're going to keep it that, sir. All right? So, <laughs> But when the unpredictable happens and we know that it's going, we know it. No, we don't know that the, what's going to be unpredictable is going to happen, but we know, you know, something's bound to happen. But you know that you've gotten through it before. He's brought you through it before. He's brought you through the unpredictability before, whatever it was. So when it comes again, you're like, okay, good Lord. Got a flat tire, man. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, put a put a little threw a little monkey wrench in my plan, but I know it's it's gonna get fixed. So we get a little bump in the road, but we're gonna keep going because it will get that get over this hump and then we keep moving towards the on our path to the destination we're bound to go for. Um I know it's easier said than done, but it's literally what you have to do. You have to trust that it's going to get done. Yes. Okay. The flat tire probably saved you from an accident. Right. And like a lot of times we're, we'll be late to stuff and like, man, if I had just gotten up earlier, but something could have been happening out, out there to where God said, you know what? No, it's not time for you to come up here today. So we're going to I'm gonna get you late. <laughs> Keep you late, you know, <laughs> make you late for this or whatever. But, you know, surrendering to just you have to just embrace it okay this happened 
Don't get all out of sorts. Just me, I am the panic queen. Deanna knows. She said, my breath changes. My breath will change. <laughs> you hear you breathing? Stop it. Just calm down. <laughs> I can hear you breathing. <laughs> so I've been learning. Okay, hey, okay. Okay, calm down. Um, it, and it, it happens, it happens especially because I consider Antonio my boss. Now he always says, no, you don't work for me. You work with me. I get it. But you're a person of authority in my, in my brain. And so when a person of authority gets that, that tone, I'll be like, oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> D, D would text me, calm down, girl, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> He'll even tell you. He'll even tell me, hey, I'm not getting on you because he knows <laughs> that I panicked. But I, I've just been telling myself, okay, yeah, girl, stop tripping. Your birthday is tomorrow. That's what I've telling myself all week. Girl, your birthday is Saturday. What you doing? <laughs> your birthday is Saturday. And you, everybody knows on your birthday, you don't worry about nothing. And Antonio used to tell us, hey, uh, treat every day as your birthday. Treat every day like it's your birthday. Because when it's your birthday, you don't trip because you expect people to give you gifts. You expect people to tell you happy birthday. You expect people to give you money. So treat every day as if it's your birthday. When the unpredictability happens, it's all right. For birthday, something good will happen today. You know? So embrace the unpredictability. Okay, this happened. How am I feeling about this? Okay, yes, I embrace this feeling. I'm a little annoyed about this, but we got to let that go so that we can continue to have a great day. How, okay, and like Deanna said, what can I learn from this? What, what should I learn from this right here? What's the lesson? Learn the lesson. Keep it moving so you can get to your next unpredictable thing that's going to happen, okay? But it's all, the unpredictability is all a part of life, Uh what Antonio was telling us yesterday, you, you came down here to ascend. <laughs> so the unpredictability has to happen so that you can ascend. So we just got to trust that, hey, okay, yeah, in order for me to get to the next level, I'll get to my next thing, my next best move. Learn this lesson. Keep it moving. Thanks for letting me share, D. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. So there's something I want to bring up. Not bringing up sad events, but bringing it up to make a point. When 9-11 happened, there were a lot of people that were supposed to be in those buildings that were not. And they weren't in those buildings because it was too early. They weren't in those buildings because they had taken off that day. A lot of them weren't in those buildings because something happened, something unpredictable happened to them that made them late for work. That unpredictability saved their lives. So when you're late for work, how many, how many of you, how many of y'all have something happened in the morning? You were late. Slowed you down like you woke up late, you rushing around the house, you had to stop to get gas, flat tires, water pressure not right, shower not getting like so much stuff happened that slowed you down. And then on your way to work, you hit traffic, only to find out two miles up, 
with a major car accident. And if you would have left your house at the time you scheduled yourself to leave your house, you would have been in that accident. It all boils down to your perception, how you view things. Because me, I would have been cussing. I would have been rushing. My attitude would have been bad. So I'm running late. Now I'm stuck in this pocket. I don't feel like I don't feel like dealing with my supervisor. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. Da 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 da. The old me. I would have yelled at Darn, rushing him, getting angry at him, mad at myself. Then I would have stumped my toe. That would have made it worse because you know when you're rushing in the morning, you end up hitting your toe. It just is. It's like a. It's like a. It, it's a has to happen type of thing because you're rushing. You're not paying attention. You're going. You're, you're bound to forget something. So my whole my whole day would have just been it would have been horrible. But I have learned how to take my time, no matter what. I'm still gonna get to my destination. I may get there a little late, but I'm still gonna get there. Like this morning, I knew I should have been up at probably about like five o'clock. But see, now I have to work on my son's perception of things. Because he woke up this morning and was, it's too bright, the light's too bright. And I had to break it down to my sister. We have done the same thing every morning since school has started. The only reason you are complaining is because you're sleeping. Can you give mom, can you give me a little credit and, and, and understand that mom is not dumb? I know what's wrong with you. Be tired. So this is what we're gonna do this morning. You're gonna suck it up, you're gonna get dressed, and then you can lay back down after you put your clothes on. Did I get any other rebuttal from him after that? Nope. I had to work on his perception. I get what you're going through. Because I get what you're going through. If you just stop complaining about the situation, I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. If y'all will give God and the universe a little credit, he, they will, he will tell you what he gonna do if you stop complaining. Watch so, it. When you late for work, don't complain. Be still in your mind so he can tell you, hey, I know you're gonna be late, but just know I know what I'm doing. I'm preventing you from being the threat of a car accident. I'm preventing you from having to deal with certain issues before you get to work this morning. Because right now your boss is on a rampage and if you are late, you won't be there. And by the time you get there, your boss will have calmed down so you can have a decent conversation. I understand that you had a doctor's appointment. But in regards to your doctor's appointment, there's a huge car accident. 
I'm going to make you a little late for your doctor's appointment, or I'm going to wake you up at Jesus o'clock so you're already awake and decide that you're going to leave a little early to get to your doctor's appointment so you can avoid. I'm going to wake you up early so you can avoid being in a car accident. It's all about your perception. So who else? Who, who else can tell me how you've developed trust and have learned how to surrender to the unpredictability of life? Because every single one of you on your call. Hey, Go ahead. Good morning. You're, you're, you're still muffled a little bit, but I, I hear you, but it's a little muffled. But I, here's what I'm going to say. I don't really know I have an answer to that particular part of your question. But to me... Um, unpredictability is predictable. I know that sounds crazy, but think about it. Think, think about it. You know, sometime, somewhere, something's going to happen that you didn't expect to happen. You, you just know. You don't know when. You don't know why. You, you don't know where. You don't know how. But it's going to happen. So predict something's going to happen that you didn't plan on. Prepare your brain to say, when it happens, I might nut up for a minute, might get mad for a second. But then I'm going to say, okay, it's happening. How am I going to sit in this, what's happening and be okay with it? So it's predictable. Something is going to go wrong at the, maybe not the opportune time and move on. It just is. So it is, it is predictable and know that you, you, me, and nobody else is immune to it. It's going to happen to everybody. So predict it. Just know you don't know when it's going to happen. That wasn't perfectly awesome. Thank you so much, Miss Adonia, because the unpredictability in life is predictable. You know, when your parents used to tell you, uh, save your money for a rainy day, the rainy day is the unpredictable. Your parents are telling you, hey, some stuff is going to happen. Go ahead, have a stash. Okay, so when it does happen, you good. Go ahead, Talisha. Uh, I like what Adonia said. Um, because in the midst of what I'm going through, it's just like, I'm not stressed. I'm at peace. Because at the end of the day, the, the unpredictable, I already know back in my head, God already got a plan. And whatever that plan is, that's what I'm going to lean on. And every once in a while, that, that Leisha pop in and be like, um, you ain't gonna make a move. You need to be doing things your way. And I gotta be like, no, Leisha, sit down. This, this, we need to trust God at this moment because he has a plan and he never failed you once. And basically what Antonio said yesterday about looking back at what he has done for me and all the shady or uh, uh, the quickness of how he do things. And you be like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Hmm. You know, so uh, thanks for bringing that up, Adonia. That made me remember why I'm always at peace and stuff. And most people like, did you apply for this? Did you apply for that? And I'm just like, I'm doing what I can, but this is what my goal is. And if that don't align with my goal, I'm not doing it. I'm no longer going to align myself to things that don't match up with what is my desire. So. I'd like to say something too, if that's okay. 
you guys remember the thing that I was talking about the last time uh, about that one thing that bugged me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm like, okay, I really need to know how to handle this. You know what I mean? So um, this morning I was, you know, getting things together before I had to go out and um, I was listening to T.D. Jakes and he was talking about the um, the weeds and the um, wheat. You know, you pull up one and you destroy the other or whatever, you know, so. I'm like, okay, this one thing that's bothering me like this, you know, I said, is it, is it, is it worth it? Or is, what is this? You know what I mean? And then I was listening to him and it was like, you know, you need to just kind of be still, you know, and just let, let this work. Let, let me work it out or whatever. And, you know, come to find out, I'm like, okay, I'm just trying to push away from this one little thing. Why? Because of my own ways, my own, you know, I'm impatient or whatever it is. And it was like, he was saying, you know what, just be yourself still. Because you're about to mess up the best blessing in your life, you know, and a, a big development deal for this property and everything is getting ready to happen. And I'm trying to run away, you know, because of my own how it's got to be this way. It's got to be that and finna miss out on my own blessing. So, you know, it it's amazing it, when you do sit still and listen, you know what I mean? And it went, you know, talking to you guys about it and. You know, Antonio was saying, you know, that's all it is. That's that, you know, that's it. That's my man. That's you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, I just I just decided to sit still and and put that behind me and just let it work. Let let it work out how it's going to work out. So, yeah. Can I ask Janice something? This is off topic, but I'm, I'm looking at your background. Do you make dolls or is that just collections? It's collections for my grandchildren. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Talisha? That's the first. I used to think they were books. I never paid attention to what was actually in her background. I used to I think did those too. Were like, I thought they were books. books. <laughs> They're dolls. I antique shop a lot and I have a granddaughter that's 23 and and two grandsons and, and you know, whatever I collect or whatever is going into the state and it, it's for them. So, yeah. I love doing it, though, first of all. <laughs> my mom does angels. My grandmother started it off. My mom has continued it and she has told me you better not let nothing happen to these angels. <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. Because it's in a whole cheerio, whatever those things are called. All right. We got some conversation this morning. So how can, how how have you developed trust and surrender to the unpredictability of life? Me, I, I'm going to tell y'all, Exodus 14, 14. That's how I do it. I am two months old into this, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has not been a, a lifetime practice. <laughs> Two months into this, Exodus fourteen fourteen is how I have developed trust and I have surrendered to the unpredictability of life. Now, I'm not going. I will. I will be transparent with y'all. It has not been easy because this thought process is so used to thinking a certain way. Oh, system is down again. Okay. 
this 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 thought process of mine is no use to think certain thoughts. I literally have to stop and have a conversation with myself and be like, can we stop? Like, can we not do this today? I don't like I have to tell myself, I don't want to do this. So stop. Have a conversation with me. I say, I understand how you feeling right now. I'm acknowledge the fact that this is how you feel it, but what we not gonna do is create a whole day based off this emotion. We're not doing that today. And and now what I've started doing is I shorten that conversation to that's not my battle. That I have shortened it to that is not my battle. That's how I have developed trust when I have surrendered to the unpredictable deadline. That's not my battle. And y'all, I even have to do it with my kid, even though he's eight. I have to tell myself, that's not your battle. And when I tell myself that's not my battle, for him, I tell myself that's not your battle. Teach him how to do better. I told Antonio last night because Don, Don has anger issues. Grace and Antonio know <laughs> how deep his anger issues run. And now I have to teach him how to attract better. How to attract. I think somebody came to work today that ain't gonna work for a long time, y'all. I think that's what they kill us for. Don't worry. Don't touch the sidebar. Dude, that dog is sarcastic, chair. <laughs> okay. So now what I have to do is I have to teach them. So yesterday when Antonio, when Antonio said, you remember how he broke it down, but he was he was teaching yesterday. He was teaching us like pray, uh, gratitude, or praise. Oh, I got I got it in my notes out because I, I have to because this this helped me give Thanksgiving for each money because Thanksgiving is the shield to negativity and the fuel to positivity. What I got from that was oh. So you telling me all I gotta do is give praises and my life will be better. Because if it shields the negative and it feels the positive, one action does two things and my life is good. That's all I So now I know when I teach God, all I have to teach him is just be grateful. Give praise. When you wake up in the morning, be we had a praise session in the car. The first, I need to find out what that song was, Grace, because the, the first song was uh, revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I the, the, the one I the one I found was not the same version. So I have to look at it. It was called revival. It had it had Tasha Cobb in it. So and that's that started off the praise. You listen to Joy by Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Good chip chip. That's a good song. Yes. But I'm 
showing, I mean, teaching him praise and then breaking it down to him. Because I need him to start attracting better. Because I know better, I need to do that. Now I have to teach him, you know better, you do that. So how, how I have developed trust and surrendered to unpredictability is Exodus 14, 14, and praise. Then two, right there. Let God fight my battles. Sit down and shut up until he called me. And in the meantime, do my job and give praise. And we give, we give, we give make stuff that simple. Sometimes it's like, it can't be that simple. It can't be that simple. When Antonio told us what he told us yesterday about, about gratitude, I was like, it can't be that simple. Are you serious? You gotta be kidding. You gotta be kidding me. Come on now. Why didn't you teach me this in church? Church would have been a lot different. The church would have been a lot different. If church, you know what? We should we should have church that's just praise and worship. You just go just to praise. That's it. If praise, if praise and gratitude changes and fixes all your problems, then we shouldn't, we shouldn't go to, we shouldn't have sad moments in church. We should go. I praise and worship the whole time. The pastor actually teaches from the Bible. I probably get stones thrown at me for that, but don't look at me like that, Grace. <laughs> I mean, we go. Like, that, that sounds like that, you know. So who else? Who else? Uh, what, what have you done to develop trust and surrender to the unpredictability of life? Or just develop, just, or, or let me switch up the question now. How can we develop trust and surrender to the unpredictability of life? And I'm going to give you seven ways, but I want to see what you guys say first. Go ahead, Talisha. I'm just going to break down my routine that kind of helped me. Um, God is doing it again to me, waking me up at three. So it's just like he'll bang something or make a loud noise for me to like, okay, it's time to get up. There's no alarm setting. I just look at time. Oh, it's time to get up. So I get up. I immediately go into worship, like like Deanna was saying, listen to some type of music, or right after that, I read the scripture, right? And then I go straight into prayer. I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but that's just what I do. And then after I do that, I will meditate for a little bit. And it's just like, for me, I may not hear him, but He's been throwing signs at me, not voices, but signs. <laughs> and I know uh, Deanna was talking about the chakras. And for me, I don't even know if I say this out loud or that's, I don't, I don't really know, but it's my third eye and my hands and my heart. Those are the ones that are touched the most when I'm in meditation. And then I feel like I'm going somewhere 
but I'm sitting, if that makes sense. I don't even know how to explain it, y'all. But the power is just, y'all, y'all ever watch Goku? Y'all, I mean, y'all know about uh, Dragon Ball Z? So I feel like Goku sometimes, when my hands just light up, and there's this thriving sensation in my hand and in my heart and in my third eye. And I'm just gone somewhere, but I don't know where this place is. I'm just somewhere high, if that makes sense. I'm still trying to learn and understand that. I don't know if that's a part of channeling or what it is, but it's baby steps for me. So as I was stating, the prayer, the getting up when God says to get up, uh, the praying, thanking him for when he wakes you up too, because that's also, I guess, for me, like a communication, let him know I, I get it, this is what you want me to do. So being obedient, praying, meditating, and then after that, reading his word. And sometimes y'all read his words. Sometimes I feel like I'm in school and I'm just like, I just don't want to do this. I feel like I'm in a social studies class. I don't want to do this. Um, but it helps. And I notice when, when I allow myself to do that, a message may pop up in the word, you know, or a message may pop up when I watch a YouTube video or, or something. In fact, I was looking at my old YouTube videos the other day on my website. And I was just like, Tosha, you were so young. And oh my gosh, like, I felt like my creativity was there when I did it. And now I'm back at it. But it takes all of this, all the behind the scenes work to be done so that you can create again. Because there was a moment when my creativity shut off for a bit. I felt like I was blocked. I wanted it back, but I didn't know how to obtain it back. So doing those things, uh, this morning, I dropped my daughter off. I went for a job. I love to run y'all. I went for a job. That helps also with my energy. Um, so I do that sometimes get, you know, like exercising also helps with getting your chakras in line. Um, and then after you sit down, do yoga, because I do yoga sometimes, and then you go into meditation mode, then more downloads can happen to you. But mine's happened throughout the day, guys. I It's no joke. It's just like, I look at the time and it's like, oh, or I could be worried about something and then a message pop up to me like, you're on the right track. Deanna, yesterday, I think after, after I talked to you, and I think I was going in panic mode because all the stuff that we were talking about that I need to do, right? And I was like, I know I got it. So I had all the stuff that you was telling me to do. I just need to find where it was at, right? And so in the midst of that, I was just like, I started going back to the kitty way of, I can't do this. You know, like just throwing a temper tantrum at myself. It's like, and then a sign came to me and it said, Talisha, I'm just going to share y'all with one. I always get the sign. You're going, you're on the right track. Stay on your path. Stay on your goal. I get that told to me all the time. And when I be like, well, can I go do this and do it? Stay on the path. You're on the right track. Angels are guarding you. Like I get all these little signs. So I know and I feel comfortable in the messages that I'm getting. And I should just run, stay on the course that God has laid out for me. So yeah, that's that what happens. And then at nighttime, I kind of do the same thing. But except instead of jogging or exercising, I tend to uh, do yoga or more relaxed. 
uh, state to get my mind ready for bed. So that's routine you want to share. No, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. I wish my morning was as structured as that. <laughs> Well, going off what Talisha said, she pretty much covered one, two, quite a few of some of the quite a few of the seven things that I was going to tell you um, on how you can develop trust and surrender to the unpredictability of life. The first one is mindfulness and presence. Practicing mindfulness helps you stay grounded in the present moment. If, if Talisha was not grounded in the present moment, she would not be receiving her downloads. She would not be receiving her messages because she was not present. And Tony always tells us, be present where your feet are. By focusing on the here and now, you can reduce anxiety about the future and build a greater capacity to accept whatever arises. So if you... Mr. Phil has said it to us before, but we, but we in, in, his, in his way, because you know, Mr. Phil be dropping nuggets and it don't come out no other way. <laughs> he has a different way of delivering things. But it's yesterday is the past, tomorrow's the future, but today is called the present because it's a gift. So if you enjoy the gift of the, of the present, of the here and the now, be in the moment, you won't stress about tomorrow. We always we always say, well, tomorrow's not promised, but we don't live like it. We live like 10 years down the line is promising. But if we actually live like tomorrow is not guaranteed, can we imagine the possibilities? Every, can you imagine all of the stuff that you would do in one day? The love that you would give to your family in one day, the love you would give to yourself in one day if you actually believe that tomorrow is not promised. If you stay grounded in the present, the future will not stress you. I have a cousin. And years ago, we were standing out on this balcony. And we were talking about the future. And I said, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I have this lined out, and I have that lined out. And I looked at him, and I said, what about you? He looked at me, and he said, I think it's great that you have all these things for the future. He said, but what's wrong with just living? Day by day, not planning anything for the future, but just enjoying each day as it comes. And I looked at him and I said, You show sure right. To this day, every time I talk to him, he does he does not complain. He's always asking how I'm doing. And him and his and his, him and his little sister, their roommates, they always have this they they have this mentality of whatever you got going on, leave at the door. Do not bring it in here. 
because we don't do that. So if you got a problem with somebody, leave it at that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm, I'm talking about my cousin. I'm talking about my cousin and his little sister. Don has a little sister, but Antonio's younger daughter. But, but, but I ain't birthed another one. I'm not birthing another one. <laughs> but, he's, but he says, whatever you got going on, whatever drama you living in your life, whatever you stress about, whatever you worry about, leave it at the door because that's not our vibration in this house. And he's been living that way for the last two and a half decades. So for 25 years, that's how he's been living. The second one is adaptability. Embrace change as a natural part of life. Help build that flexibility and the willingness to adapt to, adapt to new circumstances. And this will help you navigate unpredictability with more ease. I took the strength finder test. And in my top five strengths, one is adaptability. But there's a certain way to utilize your adaptability. Well, not a certain way, but you can either be adaptable in your struggle or you can be adaptable in your abundance. You better watch yourself. You, you. you better watch yourself. Being adaptable, because I've been both. Being adaptable in my struggle is staying in a toxic relationship past its season. It's having friends past their seasons. It's being a victim at all times and adapting to victims. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply being a victim it's it, it, I don't know what else to tell you but when I became adaptable in my abundance I'm sitting here with you guys on a Friday morning at 9.05 a.m. when majority of people are sitting in an office somewhere clocked in on somebody else's clock doing somebody else's work, contributing to somebody else's abundance, stressed out, thank you. Thank you, Talisha, stressed out. Adaptability is the greatest thing on earth, depending on your mindset. I had to learn that one the hard way. Thanks, Antonio. Yeah, a lot of things I learned the hard way and a lot of wrinkles. Ramon, that is so true. That is so true. Did you know 
that your weight is also can also be contributed to your mindset and your adaptability. See, I I adapted to my environment by stress eating and emotionally eating. And it started in kindergarten. It could be 56 degrees outside. If I had a bad day at school, you will find me on my grandmother's front porch with some Neapolitan ice cream, only the vanilla and the, the chocolate because I really wasn't a strawberry fan at the time. I know, Grace. I know. I know. I know. And my grandmother would come out and she'd be like, you okay? Yes, ma'am. And she'd be like, why you eat ice cream in the cold? Because I wouldn't just sit outside. I was just eating. I was emotionally eating as a child. That's how I adapted to the stress in my life. That's how I adapted to the unpredictability of my life. But had I been taught at a young age, don't eat your miserability, meditate, pray, praise, like Antonio said, just praise. Yeah, that was, that was the greatest lesson I ever learned. If I would have just played back to my grandmother's house and went outside and played, because playing was my praise, completely different outcome. Completely different. Go ahead, Felicia. Getting to the unmute button is hard, y'all. Y'all know how it is. <laughs> um, so I had a manager one time, and she's literally she wanted me to sit right beside her. So we would sit by each other, and one day she felt like she had the puke y'all, and she was like, "My stomach hurt," you know, and I was just like. You know, I was like, is there anything I can do? You know, you know, just being cons considered trying to find out what I can do. Because one, I don't want you to puke on me. Because um, then we both going to be puking because I don't do good with that type of stuff. Um, so she was like, no, I'm good. She said, like, it must be because downstairs we had like this uh, this cafeteria where, you you know, they, you, you go and get some food or whatever. And so she had picked some stuff that was bad. And so she's she ate it she's like yeah that burrito didn't sit well with me and I was just like she's like yeah I'm gonna I'm go home right but she never left I was going by she never left she still complained about her stomach and I looked beside me she's still chewing on food so I was just like she emotionally eating at this point because she was nibbling and then I brought it to her teacher I was just like hey your stomach hurt right she's like it does, and I'm still over here nibbling. She laughed it off, and I was just like, yeah, but I didn't want to tell her, like, I think that's, you know, you're emotionally eating, because one, she was stressed out. I know that for sure, because that job requires you to be fast-paced constantly. Um, so she didn't want her boss, first of all, she I think it was like a, how do you call it, when your boss expects you to get your work done before you leave, and she had a team to run, which was us. So she was trying to make sure she, she was completing everything the boss told her to do before she go home and take care of herself. You know, my stomach hurting, I'm on the, I'm curling up. That's this job. <laughs> I get to go home and I don't care what my manager say. If I ask you and you still, you tell me I can't leave. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. That's what's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm not, we're not going to argue. You're going to see me go get my bags and I'm leaving. But some people, they don't know how to say no or stop or 
put boundaries on people. Yes, you're my boss, but hey, I'm not feeling well. I know we got tons of payroll we got to get done. People got to get paid. Um, you That's what you got leads for. Put them in place. Delegate tasks so that you can go home and take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to come back here tomorrow? How are you going to take care of your family? You know what I mean? So I just, I felt like that moment I saw her emotionally eating. And I don't know what it was, but I think it was the stress that was making her eat more. Because, you know, we'll grab a piece of chocolate quick and go start eating it. No, we don't need it. <laughs> I feel like that's my weakness is chocolate. After I eat, my daughter said, Mom, why you always go get some, some sweets, you know, like some chocolate? I was just like, I, I just love chocolate. But I know it's not good. Instead of picking up some chocolate, she should go get you some fruit. Okay. <laughs> and that's actually... That's actually what I started doing. I instead of eating the Mrs. Berry's apple pie or a piece of strawberry, piece of strawberry cake from Walmart, I eat some cantaloupe, some oranges, some watermelon, some mango. Go ahead, Renee. It's easy to um, at times to emotionally eat because I know when I worked. But defects in foster care was like, especially when a kid came into care and you had to find housing for that for that baby. Or I, I, I got finished with training and five kids came into care. And guess who was next on the list? Having to find housing, having to do all the paperwork, get ready for court for the for the 72 hour hearing, all, all of that stuff in a matter of minutes. And so it, it was easy to at times to emotionally eat. And you know, they kept um people would bring food in, you know, and it was like, oh, and my my office was actually not too far from the break room. I mean, you could go in there and be like, oh, somebody brought in donuts today. Somebody brought in cake today. Somebody brought in something. And you know what I'm saying? And you could really kind of grab something, go back to the office because you knew you was going to be in there. You wasn't going to come up for air anytime soon. Um, but I remember when kids would pick on me and I would get off of the bus, you guys. Oh gosh, I would get off of the bus and there was Capri Pizza right across the street when I got off of the bus. Capri Pizza is probably one of the best places in Akron. I would go and get me pizza by the slice and get me, get me some pizza. Go two doors down to go to Platinum Dragon to get me some shrimp egg pudding. That's how you know. Then go all the way up to Walgreens to get me some orange, some orange crush. And then I walked home. Did I share it with my mother? Of course not. Who would do such a thing? Um, but, you know what I'm saying? I emotionally ate a lot because people was saying so many things. And I was like, shoot, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to eat. And I watched me blimp up bigger than the Goodyear blimp. I, I watched it quick, really quick. And even now, I have to be careful um, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm like, mm -mm. Renee, you know, you ain't hungry. You just ate. Okay. You just eating. You just trying to eat because you know, it's there. And so I have to be like, that's just, that, that's just, that, that's that trauma that that's just kind of merged up on you, but you ain't hungry, girl. You know, you ain't hungry. 
you just ate you some fruit or, you know, or if you're hungry, go ahead and eat you an apple, drink you some water, go for a walk. Cause that's not, that's, that's not what we doing. Cause you got goals right now. You got goals and you not, we, that's not going to help you because I did it. I did it for, for, for years. And I'm a I'm an equal opportunity person when it comes to sweets, you know what I'm saying? Except for strawberries. I can't eat. I'm sorry, I see people do the, the cakes with fresh strawberries and they put in that gelatin. That looks like some sugar diabetes to me. It just don't look right. But if it's cookies and cake, hey, I'm an equal opportunity person. I don't discriminate. Did I just rhyme? That doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> but you have to really be careful because those those traumas those different things that you went through it can still spark up into your adult life and if you don't do something about that you could end up either a thousand pounds or you could you could end up in an early grave because you because you you're letting it dictate how you are going to how you're going to live and Anything you give that kind of power, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well at all for you. So I'm grateful that I, it's easy for me to spot it now. It's real easy for me to spot it because I'm like, mm -mm, nope, nope. Like Jay got a bunch of cookies in the, in the refrigerator right now. I'm like, mm -mm. and I know they're there, but I'm like, mm -mm. Nope, because you got goals, Renee. If Jay wants to eat them, that's all him. But that ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all him. But that ain't your daughter. Hey, it's all him. I can't, I can't. I mean, he's got his goals, but I got mine. And I'm gonna be stingy about them because I have to. If I don't, if I don't look out for what I'm supposed to be doing each and every day, it's not going to be anybody's fault. If my belly starts getting bigger and bigger and I look like I'm pregnant and I'm not, that ain't, that ain't cool. But we have to make sure we handle those things before it handles us and it ain't going to be good. Thanks for letting me share. No, thank you for sharing. Go ahead, Felicia. I wanted to say what, uh, tell Renee, Y'all realize that every time somebody else is motioning, they be trying to invite you in. You want some of this? Not just yes. Yeah. It always happens. You want to I'm like, no, I don't. No, thank you. And they look at me crazy, but I just like, I'm not going on a journey with you. Um, I also want to mention another thing um, that helps when we're going through these emotional things and something I also teach when I'm teaching etiquette is EFT tapping. That helps a lot for every emotion that you're going through. And then on top of that, uh, rituals of cleansing your body, whether it's in the tub or in the shower. I like that's why I was doing my bubble bath yesterday, y'all, while y'all was just like turning your camera on. Um, I was doing my cleansing because I was just like, um, yeah, it's about time to do one. And you could do it once or twice a month or sometimes it could be regular. It's just how quickly you try to manifest things in your life or trying to get some trauma built stuff off of you, you know. And so to stay, get unstuck is good to find those type of rituals to do to cleanse that energy off. And then every time somebody brings something your way and you can feel that energy for me, I can feel that energy. Okay, I'm about to go clean that off because that ain't mine. 
you know, so uh, that helps. And they also say it's good to do it outside too, like at a walk, while you're walking or something, because you're not, that energy you're releasing, you're not bringing it back in your household. It's out there in the atmosphere. It doesn't come with you. So just wanted to bring it up. No, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. I look, I love the good soap. Trust me. Trust me. By the time I get through, the, the water is a different color from all of the herbs and flowers that I'm putting in. <laughs> no, thank you all for sharing. Thank you all for sharing, which leads me to my next, the next thing in developing trust and surrender. Letting go of the control. Letting go of control. When I tell you, it's this 1414. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. Actually, I'm gonna get it tattooed somewhere, like on my wrist or something, so I can look at it. I can be like, let me remind myself because let me letting go of control. Exodus fourteen fourteen. God said He will fight my battle, and for me to sit down, shut up, and wait to be called on. If that ain't letting go of control, I don't know what it is. Because in order for me to let him fight my battles, I have to let stuff go. I literally have to just be like, that ain't my battle. I no longer have battles. The only thing that I, when you use, when you said control, I thought, okay. <laughs> Come on, Miss Jenny. <laughs> but no, see, like, the only battle that I have now is retraining my subconscious mind. That's the only battle I have. Because once I master it, it automatically flows to Dom. But I have to let go of, I have to let, Dom is eight. I have to let go of control of my eight-year-old. I can't control the eight-year-old. He, he makes his own decisions. He has his own consequences. I can't control his decisions. I can't control his consequences. I can't do any of that. But me letting go of control puts me in the most control ever. Because I'm into it. If, if, if I can't control it, if it's not something that I can control, like my attitude, my thought process, my mindset, how I react, if it's not any of that, it's not my battle. Therefore, I'm taking my hands off because I don't need to control the situation. I don't need to control what Grace does. Grace is a grown woman. I don't need to control what Talisha does. Talisha grown with you. I don't need to control what Renee does. Renee got a whole husband. I need to control what Mr. Phil do. Mr. Phil is old enough to be my dad. He is my dad's age. Like, what do I look like? I'm trying to control grown men and women and can't control myself. So that's the problem with us. We be trying to control everybody else and not have control of ourselves. Emotional damage. I'm sorry, it's, 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 
it's something that popped up on social media. I'm the rummy rum. I thought oh, he died, but I did. <laughs> it's the crazy thing is I, I got it from Don. He was watching something and the dude came on. I was like, he's watching a little bitch. And I'm like, wait, what what you watching? I love that. It's on TikTok. It's genius. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The thing about it is you let go of control. Actually let the laws of the universe work in your favor because you are working with the laws and not against the laws. Life will be so much better. So, so, so much better. And then the other way to develop trust and surrender is to have self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding. Understand that you are still, you are just a big kid. That's it. Even though Uncle Rami Ron is old enough to be my dad, he's still a big kid. He's still growing and learning every single day, just like me. In the words of Antonio T. Smith Jr., take it easy on yourself. He tells me that quite often, so that's why I'm sharing it with you. Take it easy on yourself. We are not perfect. We, will, we are perfectly imperfect. And that is perfectly okay. So be nice to yourself. Go have your long soaps. Go for a walk. Buy yourself something nice. Go buy yourself a pair of diamond earrings. Just say it. Go buy yourself a tennis bracelet. Go buy yourself a car. Or just go buy yourself some flowers. But take it easy on yourself. Have better understanding. The same understanding you show for others. The same compassion you show for others. Show to yourself. If somebody makes a mistake and you easily forgive them, forgive yourself. If you want to cut somebody out, but you decide to hold your tongue, hold your tongue with yourself. Don't cut yourself out either. Have compassion for yourself. Go ahead, Renee. Okay. Um, you had mentioned something about, uh, here we go about control and it's and it's I was like you can you it's really draining it's incredibly draining when you are like okay everything's gotta be like this gotta do like this be like this oh gosh okay I need to control every everything around me and I'm like whoo whoo Jesus the whole thing is getting starting to give me a headache because it's it's a lot it's a lot and then I, re I realized too there should be a freedom in just being who you are and who people are around you don't be trying to control because when you start controlling that's not that's not flowing how how God flows because God flows with love so it's you're you're really contradicting what who God, who God is, because God is love. We're supposed to show love not through control, but through love, through how we treat other people, helping them to, to be who they are and not who we want them to be. And that 
is such a such a huge thing because I feel like we don't we can't love other people because we're too busy trying to control them, too busy trying to tell them how they how they need to love us, how they need to, you know, we we too busy doing all that. You're you're not truly, truly being loved because you're trying to control everything. I can't tell Jay how he needs to, how he needs to love me. He, I, I love, I love doing acts of service for him. That works. That works because that's actually what he, what he really needs from me. Am I necessarily an, an acts of service? I'm more quality time, but if he does acts of service, that that's fine. But it's, I can't tell him how he's supposed to love me. I can't, I can't tell Deanna, okay, you supposed to, you know, you're going to love me by, by giving me a check for a quarter of a billion dollars. I can't tell her that because I'm, I'm losing out on how she, how she is choosing to love me. I'm losing out. And as long as it's not unhealthy, she ain't trying to beat me up with a, with a, you know what I'm saying? With a baseball bat. Thank God. Cause I, I love Deanna, but she try to come at me, man. I'm 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 going I'm going for the jugular. But uh, <laughs> but it's we we have to let people let people love. I I spent some years really thinking my dad never loved me. My dad never loved me. But then I realized my dad loved me, but he just didn't love me in the way that I thought that he was supposed to love me. My dad actually was like, told me, Renee, I'm proud of you. Renee, he told me that once. <laughs> he told me he loved me once. But he showed me in other ways. He showed me love, but not in the way that Renee thought, oh, he must not love me because he's not doing it like my mother did it. That's, that's some BS. You lose out on the beauty um, when you're trying to control. And it is... Ooh, I I ain't trying to have no more headaches. I, I've already I've already had some headaches in my life, but I'm not trying to be like, well, you gotta love me this way. You just you miss out. You truly miss out. And I I ain't doing none of that, none of that foolishness. I did it for a long time. I it's it's no more time for that. It's just at this point, it's all about ebb and flow. It's all about okay. All right, I see how you are loving me. I'm still gonna love you in this way because this is how I know I can, you know what I'm saying? That's how I know that I can love. But I'm not gonna be like, okay, well, you must not care. Talisha don't love me no more because she ain't she ain't she ain't made my she ain't made my chicken strips for me. I it, it, it's, that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's just we gotta be free in every way. And we have to allow just the ebb and flow and just be like, okay, that's how you're gonna love me. You're gonna you gonna give me an encouraging word, or you're gonna, you know what I'm saying, give me that what that spank on my hand that okay, you know what I'm saying? We're just gonna be free with it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Go ahead, Trinae. Okay, so I'm going to break, so I got time now. 
Um, so I understand that we can't um, we can't control other people, but we do have to have some control in our own lives. We can't just let um, we can't just she lived all kinds of havoc. She raped on us based on what other people are doing. So you do have to control people's access to you, their levels of access to you. Because if you want a free ebb and flow, you can't let everybody call you. You can't let everybody uh, be connected to you, asking you for things, holding conversations, because there are just certain conversations. Once you get to a certain level, you just can't be asked. If we can't have no conversation about growth, I'm probably not gonna be talking to you. I am probably not gonna be talking to you, my friend. My friend, <laughs> we just we just cannot. There were people who I used to talk to like on a regular basis. We not even talking. They don't call me. I don't call them because I don't I don't have time for for that access point. I'm really trying to open. Those people have been moved into the ninety five percent. <laughs> that Antonio always was talking about the 95%. Once he said that, I was just, that's you onto something. Everything does not require my attention. Everything just does not require all of your attention. You can control that part of your life. You can control what people, you can control what you receive, how you receive it, who you receiving it from control that part of you and I bet you your flow is different because a lot of conversations are unnecessary and those conversations that you are having that are unnecessary are stopping your real flow so no you can't control how nobody loves you because everybody loves how they love based on their level of love and based on their traumas isms and schisms but you can control you. You can't control nobody but you. And I'm no, I'm not taking your phone call because the last time you talked, you drained me. And I'll call you back if I feel like it, when I feel like it. My voice and my message said, I'll call you back in 24 to 48 hours. If you choose not to leave a message, you're not going to get a phone call back because you didn't think enough to leave me a message. I don't think enough to look at my um, caller ID to see you call. I control that. <laughs> So we can't control people. We can control our reactions, our thought processes. So we do have to have a level of control. We just can't control other people. We can't control other people. It's not our responsibility to fix everybody or nobody. We just got to go through this life experience and continue to um, help other people. And if we can't, don't take that personal either. Because it's something that I've become, if I can't help you, then I'm sorry. Okay, I'm okay with that. My feelings aren't hurt. It just wasn't supposed to be me helping you. And that'll get you free too. So that's all I got, but man, you the most free. When you are not taking, not doing, not investing in stuff that don't have nothing to do with you. It's not your responsibility. I can't fix you. Okay. I don't even want, I don't even want your conversation energy. That's right. Not my battle. That's exactly right. 
And my favorite thing, I am not about to go back and forth with you. I'm going to say what I say. You can say what you say, but don't expect me to respond because I really don't care what you, to convince you my, my way. I say thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. I'd like to say go um, ahead, Ms. To 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 Renee. Um, you know, and everybody feel, you know, how they feel about a certain thing. But I feel like at, at my age, I know what I expect and want from a man. You know what I mean? Because you know, if I didn't know what I wanted myself, then I couldn't know what to expect from him. You see what I'm saying? I know what I want in my life right now. And I can kind of see if this man can meet those potentials. If not, then I'm wasting my time. You know what I'm saying? But I think as you get older, you learn that. You know what I mean? Um, on knowing exactly what you want out of life and from the guy that you want to spend the rest of your life with. So, just wanted to say that. No, thank you for sharing those, Janice. Thank you very much. Um, with what Renee and Ms. Janice said, one of the things that I've learned, which a book that Mr. Phil recommended to me, was the five love languages. And that has helped me a lot, not only with my relationship with Antonio, but my relationship with my kids. Because once I learned their love languages, I understood how they showed love. And then I also understood my love language. So with Ms. Janice, Ms. Janice understands, hey, look, this is my love language. I'm at this age now. This is what I, I know who I am. I know what I want. You, you, you got a lot of red flags. The five love languages. Then Renee is like, you know what? I ain't even gonna fight you on it. That's how you show love. I got you. That's that's your love language. I feel you. What I'm not gonna do is sit here and try to control how you love. Me. Both of y'all are absolutely right because both of y'all are saying, I'm not going to control how you love me in two different ways. Ms. Janice is like, Look, I'm not even, that's not even why I vibrate that. So you can't even come over here. <laughs> we ain't doing that today, sir. No, thank you. I appreciate you. Talk about your business, too. And Renee is vibrating that. I love you. And I understand this is your love language. It took me a long time because my love language is touch and tie. And Tanya's love language is action. I think it's just action. I don't think, it, I think it's action and words of affirmation. I think, I'm not sure, but I know, I know for a fact one is actual. You tell me all the time, show me. I'm like, what you mean, show you? Show me. <laughs> you say this, show me. Be like, I'm not supposed to show that. So I had to learn how to had to learn his love language. But then that leads us to the next the next 
theme in developing trust is unique. Reflect on past experiences. Renee and Ms. Janice both reflected on past experiences. And they've learned to trust themselves and surrender to what they desire. When you reflect on past experiences, you look back at life and you notice instances of unpredictability, where it led to, if it led to positive outcomes or personal growth, or if it led to negative outcomes and you scorching earth, you know, <laughs> this can help you see that uncertainty isn't always negative. Prime example. Um, Me, you would think me staying with my ex, well, I would think me staying with my ex, I stayed past my season. But had I not stayed, I wouldn't have my kids. When I reflect back on my past experiences, the experiences that I've had, I've been to the opera, Outside of field trips, I've been to the opera. I've had the opportunity to meet amazing people like Sheila Jackson Lee. I met the wife of the first black surgeon um, in Galveston County. I'm reflecting, reflecting on my past experiences now. I realize that my family has a history of being changing, of, of being changers. Like they've changed the trajectory of lives. My great uncle was the first black urologist to own his own practice in Galveston County. My great, great, great aunt was the first black woman to, the first black youth stylist in her area to own her own shop, entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. On my dad's side of the family, we owned the whole city. My dad's grandfather started an entire colony, a settlement just for mixed marriages. Because, you know, back in them days, I wasn't allowed. So you had a lot of that whole That whole settlement was specifically for mixed marriages. Then on my grandmother's side, I have a... a great 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 grandfather who was the largest cattle rancher in the state of texas like when i when i reflect on past experiences and i reflect on the past of my family i realize that every experience i've ever had was was in my dna so when i look back and i got fired from one job well you got fired from that job because you weren't supposed to be there because that's not who you are i've gotten promotions that i sh never should have gotten only for those promotions to teach me how to actually be a leader. I've left, I've left places because of leadership, only to find out that those same people left the same leadership that I left. <laughs> so, so just confirming, oh, I made the right decision. She got, this supervisor got mad at me for leaving, but she left her supervisor too, only for that supervisor to end up fleeing the state for several reasons. So it's like, yo, things happen when you reflect on your past. <laughs>
and you look back, all that stuff was unpredictable. There was no way I could have predicted that one of my supervisors was doing some undercut stuff and would need to flee the stage for federal reasons. And I didn't know until after it happened. Because one of my homegirls was in her house when the FBI busted through her door. Yeah, stuff like that. Stuff like that. I, I could have predicted that, but something told me it was time to leave. I left him right on time. <laughs> so when you reflect on past experiences, a uh, prime example, let's say you're driving home one night and you probably probably should not have been driving but you recognize that certain things happen along the can y'all hear me I'm, i think my earbuds I'm trying to we can hear you of, oh hey sweet oh that's the one that died okay car car accidents um Car accidents, getting put out. Like when you when you reflect back on things like that, like I got put out of my mom's house at eighteen. She told me, "You're not going to college. You can't stay here." Well, look, we did with my dad. What? But in the experience, in that. But now that I'm older, I realize there are a lot of things that I learned from the day that I wouldn't have learned had my mom and my parents. That helped me get to where I am today. By 20, I had my own apartment. Because my dad said, I'm moving to Dallas and you can move with me and you can find your own spot. Well, I found my own spot. I would not have known that I could take care of myself had I not been put in that unpredictable situation. I'm a daddy girl. It was predicted that I would stay with him until I got married, okay? Let me tell you something. <laughs> but when you reflect on past experiences and you look back at your life and notice the instances where unpredictability led to a positive outcome or a personal growth, this will help you see that it wasn't negative. And it's not always negative. And uncertainty and unpredictability is not always negative. Which, go ahead, Renee. No, I mean to cut you off if you want to. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was actually moving to the next one. So you raise your hand at the perfect time. Oh, okay. Um, there was a lot of, you know, there was a little bit of uncertainty when I decided to leave Georgia. It was, I was like, because even though I had, I, I wasn't necessarily extremely happy there because I was like, man, this is really country. <laughs> and it's so slow in the town that I lived in. I was like, oh Lord, I don't know. But I had gotten used to being there. I was there for seven years. And, and so eventually when it was time for me to leave, everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And I, I kind of was, was getting hit with everything but then I was like I'm I'm leaving I really I, I kind of feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and 
And I literally sold everything in less than a week. I, I was like, I think the only thing I left in the apartment was a TV. I think that was the only thing, well, the TV and a little TV stand was the only thing I left. Everything else was gone. And I packed up my, my truck, well, my SUV, and I drove the eight hours to Martinsburg, West Virginia, to be with, to move closer to Jay. Boy, I was, I was, I was excited, but yeah, I was kind of like, what am I, you know, what am I, what am I doing? I didn't even have a place to stay. I didn't even, I didn't even have an apartment. I was like, well, you know, I'm staying at a hotel, but I'm going to see about an apartment. But it, it was, it was kind of uneven a little bit because I was making such a big move and I was doing it, but I was just like, I don't know. Um, but once I moved and I kind of got my, kind of got my legs a little bit, a little bit under me. And I, I really believe that it was the best thing I could have did. And then the craziest thing happened. I started my job. We had training and the second week, the whole state shut down because COVID had hit and they were like, like, yep. Um, Kids are getting out of school, all, all this stuff. It was like the bottom just dropped. And I was like, and I thought, I wonder why it was such a rush for me to move when I did, because it wasn't any COVID, anything, or at least, you know, hadn't happened in Georgia. So it was like, once I moved to West Virginia, it was like just the bottom just, but I kept my job. In fact, they gave us all COVID pay and then they were like, okay, we're going to give you another incentive. You know what I'm saying? We'll give you an extra $50 per shift that you work. And I was like, shoot, man, there was a couple thousand. It was like over a thousand dollar paychecks. I was like, oh, oh, glory. You know, I was like, okay. But everything just continued to, to work out. And I was like, oh. And I, I got some words and they were like, man, you were supposed, you were supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Every guy's just going to continue to move in your life. You're going to feel a little unsteady for a while. And, and, but I did, I, you know what I'm saying? I moved and it was probably one of the best things that I've, that I've, that I've done because I truly believe that if I wouldn't have left Georgia, I don't think I would have met all of you guys either because it was such a safe zone. You know, I had a good job. I, I, I loved my church. I didn't necessarily like where I lived, but I loved my church and my job was cool. And, you know what I'm saying? I had my own cute little car. I had my apartment and, and I was kind of somewhat comfortable with all of that. But it got to be when I moved, I kind of got uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? And then I kind of stayed uncomfortable for a while, even moving here, we moved to like two, I moved to, to two different states just in 2020. I was like, good Lord. I'm like, I can't. Jay picked me up and moved me to North Carolina. I said, my God, I only been gone. I only, I'd only been in West Virginia for like not even six months. I said, Jesus. But it, it was a huge period, but it, it kind of set the stage of my life because I, I learned to be uncomfortable, but in being uncomfortable, I truly 
embrace the new. I truly, uh, the people that were supposed to be around me have been a part of me. And I actually have people even more so that encourage me even more to step out of my comfort zone. So it, it started with me being very uncomfortable, but it led to a truly huge blessing. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. Very much for sharing. Which leads me to the next one, community and connection. You ended with us. Well, when you build a supportive network of friends, family, or a spiritual community, sharing your experiences and fears can provide comfort and a sense of belonging. So to a lot of people, well, to all of us, this is a safe place for us. We, we share our concerns, we share our fears, we share our challenges, we share our needs. Because we, we, we know that this community supports us. Then we have a community like that, dealing with unpredictability and building faith and building, uh, developing trust and surrendering. When you have a community, it's easy because no one suffers alone. Because when you're in community, if I go to Grace and I say, Mary, Grace, this is how I feel. And I felt this way before. And Grace would be like, Mandy, you ain't alone. I felt that way too. It makes it easier. It makes it lighter to know that you are not alone. Having a community and a connection with that community helps in that. You know, Uncle Romy Rowan shares with us situations with his family. We all got crazy family. And every time he shares, we all learn something from him because somebody is going through the same thing with their family. You're dealing with crazy family members, family members you want to choke, family members you wish you weren't related to. <laughs> but having a community and connection, blood is not always thicker in water. A lot of us here are closer to each other than we are to our blood relatives. And that's okay. Because it's our community. It's where it's where it's a community of like-minded individuals. If our family were like-minded individuals, they'd be on their list. And then the last thing is developing trust and surrender is practicing gratitude. And Tom Antonio talked about it yesterday during the no, we talked about praise during the leadership. But he talked about it yesterday. If you practice the action, one of the he gave us some steps yesterday. And I'm going to share these steps with you. First, we can post the steps from Athender, those five steps. So, Antonio last night, he gave us five steps. To, to me, there are five steps for creating a better life. The first one will stop, slash, pause, just like you know, to get things in those. So, the first one is when you're going through something, 
and you want to create your reality better. You want to you want to be in full of your abundance when something's happening. The person you need to believe needs to stop. You need to pause. Second thing you need to do is give thanksgiving for each moment. Because when you give thanksgiving for each moment, it'll shield you from the negative and it'll fuel the And I put my personal note next to that. Praise changes. Gratitude is praise. Practice gratitude. When Talisha reads her Bible in the morning, when she meditates and prays, she is showing gratitude. Because you got to be grateful for the Bible to read the Bible. That's one of the things I learned. My, my perception. Because gratitude, you just, it's the law of attraction. If y'all ever seen the movie The Secret, when you when you practice gratitude, all you're putting out are vibrations of gratefulness. So all you're going to do is attract things that always leave you grateful. That's why praise changes. When you give praises, when you give gratitude, you just keep getting more stuff to be grateful and to praise God about. So practice gratitude. So the seven things that you can do to develop trust and surrender is have is my practicing mindfulness and present and being present, having adaptability, letting go of control, showing yourself. Compassion, reflecting on past experiences, having a community and connection with people of, with like minded individuals, and practicing gratitude. So, and what I'm going to do is going to repost all these questions, all, all these questions, all of these in here for you guys. I'll leave it off. Oh, thank you, guys. Oh, oh, oh that's enough. I'm doing like three at a time. Hopefully that I'm going to get it. off for the evening. All right. There we go. Anyone have anything that they would like to, to say before we close out for the day? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, Grace. Go ahead. I apologize to y'all. The books are not 100 anymore. That was, yeah. So if you didn't get your books then, shame on you. Now they're running 600. So if you want a book as being, well, if you want a, a book in one of those categories that has been ghost written, by the one and the only, and you know the quality of his books, they are now six months. Reach out to Grace. I misspoke. I apologize. They are now six months. Reach out to Grace. If you're like, man, 
I really want a book, reach out to Grace. If you ain't got some something in your pocket right now, still reach out to Grace. Because let me tell you something. I read the books. I'm not going to say who they were for, but I read the books because this is nobody's business. There's a purpose of ghost writing, okay? They're ghosts. And I spoke with know who they are. <laughs> They're powerful. You don't see them. You just know they're there. <laughs> exactly. And they're powerful. So reach out to grace. Also, ladies and gentlemen, alignment. Something keeps happening to my screen. First, it go big, then it go okay. The the align. Thank you, guys. Exploring Alignment Conference. If you can't be there on the day, still purchase your ticket now because afterwards we will not be sending out replays. You will need to purchase the video. And there's a little extra goodie that's coming along with it. But after the conference, that goodie will be an extra charge. So you pay your 49 or pay 97 plus later. But it's not just the deal with the ticket. It's the education and the life-changing experience that you want to be a part of. Chakras exist. Their energy fills within you. I really believe the Holy Spirit is the heart chakra. That's just the thought I just had. Holy Spirit is the heart chakra. Because anytime you feel it, you feel it right, you feel it right. It'll speak to your life, with your soul. But if you want to explore true alignment and create your life as you want it to be and live the life that you want to live, please be a part of this conference. If you if you didn't get anything from yesterday morning, shame on you. But if you did get anything from yesterday morning, purchase your ticket during the conference. You definitely want to be a part of it. Grace, do we have uh, any... Uh, Anything happening tonight, or oh, if y'all can just keep in uh, shoot Antonio positive energy, he will be on a flight Saturday morning. It's like his 1500 flight. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but he has he's been taking a lot of flights, so just shooting some positive energy and some positive vibes, not because the situation is negative, but just because for those of you who remember getting on a flight almost every weekend. It tends to wear wear you down physically. So if you're just shooting some positive energy, you'll be flying out Saturday morning. So go close the deal. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, oh, we don't have anything else today. Today's Friday. Um safe travels to Mr. Smith Jr. on tomorrow. Tomorrow is another national holiday, okay? Okay, tomorrow's another national holiday. Okay. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. You know, don't put it, don't, don't put your. 
but I just always cash up in the chat. Always excited to see another trip around the sun, you know. So, so it's right there. So it is tomorrow. Grace celebrates forty-two years around the sun. I know it's forty-three. I'm just trying to you know. I know. I know it's forty-three. I still can't believe you're like two and a half years older than me. Yep. But Grace will be celebrating for her third four, forty third trip around the sun. Her cash app is in the chat. Oh, you got your Zelle. You got your cash app. <laughs> I take EBT too now. Just leave it. I got to get your pen up. Hold on there. <laughs> but yes, so there's this cash app. So for those of you who would like to bless okay? her. If you need my visual, yeah. let me know. Okay? My Zelle is my phone number. Okay? I'm just saying. She said she got them all. So, therefore, everyone, tomorrow Grace will be celebrating 43 years. Her cash app got how long? Got extra, few extra messages that have came in since. There we go. If you would like to bless her for and celebrate in her birthday with her, there is her cash app because, yes, tomorrow is a national holiday. We will be celebrating that national holiday. How? We don't know yet, but we will be celebrating. And Grace, the grandparents come home tomorrow. I will be childless, okay? Well, I ain't gonna do it like that. We'll be in time. <laughs> but thank all of you so very much for joining us. We can't plant better. You can dominate. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. We will see Birthday, you Grace. On thank you. <laughs> If you want a book, reach, reach out to Grace, ATS leads, reach out to Grace, purchase a ticket, reach out to Grace, send birthday money, reach out to Grace. <laughs> Love you all. Just call me. Love you more. <laughs> y'all have a good one. <laughs> Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.